Indie Comics episode 145. Uh, first off, I apologize to all the listeners that I delayed us a week from my travels. So, Brooks, thank you. Thank you for being accommodating. And thank you, Mom and Dad, our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> and uh, Ashley, who will we'll listen yeah. to this two months from now. If ever. <laughs> so all we've right. had some time to do some reading, though, at least. Two weeks worth of reading. Two weeks worth of news. We trimmed it a little bit. We've got some number ones to get to, but first, you are still debating the merits of Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, so there was a quick thing that uh, Bleeding Cool put out, and they basically asked, and, and who better to wonder this, and who better to field the question, which which is me and you, respectively, uh, is it any good to read old X-Men comics? I don't have Marvel, comic, uh, Marvel Unlimited. I, I remain cagey about it. So what can you tell us as a reader of it? I don't know how often you refer to it versus comicsology, but where are you? How is it? Uh, not as often as I should, though I do poke in there. Every time I travel, I'll download some stuff to it. Uh, I'll poke around in there. To me, I feel like you would probably get use out of it, being as that you've you've read Marvel for a long time. You have interest in a lot of the X characters. It, and it's I think I paid $70 a year, maybe. So in the end, it ends up being less a month than... Uh, I guess that's uh, slightly on par with what I pay for like Comixology Unlimited. So, I mean, I feel like that's not bad. And that's, you know, a, a regular one or two regular comics a month. So if, if you read just a little bit, it, it certainly pays for itself. Well, so, but interface wise, I hear that it's not as good. It's definitely not as good as come the Comixology app. It has gotten better. It is, it's not terrible in that it's ridiculous to read, but Comixology is the king of, I mean, they are the king comics app, so to be as good as it is, is certainly a hard task to do with the panel by panel. It perfectly flows. Everything's perfectly structured. They've been doing it for a long time now. They've got, you know, the Amazon behind them to even pump more talent into creating a, a perfect app. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely not as good as Comixology, but it's not unreadable by any means. Well, there is your endorsement. So, anyway, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Maybe it'll be a nice, uh, I'll tell your mom to get you for, uh, for Christmas. Eh, no. I want right. something better than that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll touch on this quickly. They're going to start making the Gambit movie in June? I guess so. Do they need to do right. this? this whatever. It's it, Apparently it's still going to happen in production. June, Channing Tatum, Gambit from Fox, which is about to be bought by, by Disney. Whatever. Okay, moving on. So I put this in here because I think it's interesting. So they released, and again, the news is a little stale because we've been off the air for a couple of weeks, but the number one seller during the final week of March of Comixology was Saga number 50. I think that's impressive. And I was not supposed to talk about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very impressive. It's. I wonder how many times, if at all, an image, anything that's not Marvel DC has outsold everything else. I mean, that, that is impressive. You're right. Uh, and of course that book continues to be, um, weird and kooky and, and lots of turns and twists. And we'll discuss that later when we were supposed to. And what else we read this week? <laughs> Sorry, but Sorry. sticking, but sticking with, uh, Brian K. Vaughn material, FX has finally given a pilot order to a why the last man adaptation for a TV show. <sighs> Jeez, Louise, please just make the damn thing. I was talking with, uh, oh, the guy I reference all the time on the show about this particular thing, and he was like, why is this important? And first of all, I was like, pun intended, 
Why is this important? Mm-hmm. But also, um, it's you got to admit, man, for a straight up, you know, uh, read that has a beginning, middle, and end, no superheroes, you know, just it's it's tip top. There, there, I, I, there are very few reads like this that I, I could I could out I, I could recommend beyond this. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it is. I would have to imagine that in some make believe list of things someone would put together to say, Hey, I want to get into comics. What should I check out? Why the last man is probably always mentioned. I have to it's, assume that it's I me. Mean, you hear a lot about, you know, Watchmen, which again, I won't sleep on, but this was 10 times longer more. And it was just, <clears throat> I remember I read it when it was, when it was collected. And I remember getting to the end of a singular issue that was collected being like, let's keep going. Let's keep on going. And I read the whole thing probably in, Two weeks, maybe, just unbelievably great. It, and it, the fact, it, it to me is 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 a title that lends itself to anyone being able to pick up. Uh, you know, if there's, I'm sure there's people out there that read comics and only associate it with the superhero genre or the big two. But this was just it's a fantastically crafted story with perfect art to go along with it that. As you read it, it lends itself to like this needs to be on a screen somewhere, and you know it, it's was had potential for a movie was shuttered, you know I think a, a a six season TV show to match the six trade run of the uh, the book I think would be perfect. I think that's how many trades it was. It might be more than that, but anyways. No, that was definitely like, like it was sixty issues though, right? I think yes, I believe that's correct. Okay, so that's what I meant. Sixty episodes, sixty issues. Let's make it happen. So about six. Okay, and then so finally, I don't know if you were, saw this, were following this, this registered for you where because perhaps comic book nerds don't care about basketball, comic book resources put out their own um, you know, March Madness of DC MCU movies. And it had them basically battle it out. We, you got to vote. I don't know if you ever did. I did here and there of the best cinematic offering of these two studios over the last 10 years. And it came down to, first of all, did you acknowledge this in any way? Uh, I saw it. I did, I did not ever vote. Okay. So it came down to wisely, I think the dark Knight and captain America winter soldier as the final two. Now you may have already read the outcome. Maybe you did. Maybe you did. I don't know. I'm looking at it but, now. Well, you shouldn't. What would you have thought would have won between the two? Just not 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 which do you like better? Which I, would, I, would have, I instantly would have figured Dark Knight would win. So would I, and uh, the crown went to uh, Winter Soldier. It won. Hmm. Which I, I get curious. To me, it's a better movie. I loved it, and I think what works against it would be that you really needed to watch more movies to get into it. Whereas I think the Dark Knight really does stand alone. I do. Yeah. But and also a fantastic movie. I loved it. But you know, I think you and I have a personal vested interest in how great the Winter Soldier movie really was. So it, it took it took tops. It was very close. I want to say it was like fifty point seven to forty nine point three, and that's quick math for an English major, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but, hmm. but anyway, so so that happened. Either anyway, way, so- I agree with the voting public, and just so everyone is aware the final four was a dark Knight, winter soldier guardians of the galaxy and logan all fine picks mm, very much so is there one that i would put there in his place 
I don't know. Logan beat Black Panther to get in. Guardians of the Galaxy beat Batman Begins to get in. Winter Soldier beat Civil War. Dark Knight beat Thor Ragnarok. I, well, yeah, I think that's all good. Yeah. And I and Thor Ragnarok, that's pretty far for that, I thought. I mean, it, was, it was a fine film, but... I think it's, it's got some uh, recency bias there. Okay, fair enough. And I appreciate the fancy way to say it just came out. Yeah. <laughs> Although, it, looking at the... The area that it came out of, I mean, it had to beat Deadpool, which I would agree with. It had to beat Batman, and it had to beat Batman versus Superman, Donna Justice. So, yeah, it kind of had, like, an easier path to the Elite Eight. So, yeah, Well, okay, what's, what, what, what seed was it? We have to know that. <laughs> it was the number four seed. Uh, okay, okay, good to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's just move into uh, some debut reviews that we had. Uh, beginning with Breathless number one, tell me about this book. Breathless number one, this was from two weeks ago out of Black Mass Comics, and this was a book where the villains are Big Pharma. Um, you've, you were following two characters specifically who work, um, I guess, for a for a Big Pharma. Um, it's been so while since I read it, so I'm flipping back through the pages. But one of them, you know, is uh, can't really stay focused on the job. The other one is super about the job. Um, getting sidetracked in the job leads to a potential discovery of something that heals asthma. Um, and people are trying to keep it under wraps and they got to go through this whole nonsense about what they found. They're uncovering new things as they go. Um, it's probably a horrible way of describing this, but again, it was two weeks ago. Uh, either way, I, uh, I don't know if it was like the monsters in this book, the the art and the way they were done, the like the what they're like these weird creatures that they're operating on. There was something about this story that I wasn't quite following it. I th- think I thought maybe it would be grounded a little more in reality than it is, but these monsters have made it just like really off the wall. Uh, I thought it was all right too. Yeah, yeah I, I, you know, yeah. I mean, so again we're in a lab and and also it went kind of fast but you know the, the main character has asthma and something goes wrong where the corpse of an alien coughs in her mouth or how's this work something like this <laughs> yeah so, something along these i'm sorry to be so uh clueless over it but it's been two weeks what, what did i do yesterday i don't know um but it was okay and i don't think that i would continue going with it and it wasn't poorly done necessarily and they do leave you with a bit of a cliffhanger where things are turning violent and, you know, I'm as clumsy as you are at this. It's been, like I said, it's been two weeks. Yeah. What, what, what do you want from me? And we've talked, we talked when we announced that we we're going to read this book about how Black Mask is very much, uh, they'll put out like a 10 out of 10 book and then something that's like just not hitting it for us. And this was... Obviously not one that I felt is a is a must read moving forward. It's got an eight point two critic rating, an eight user rating. You know, some people like it, but they're not loving it. It's got a solid B. I think I'd rate it a little slightly less than that, but you know, the the monsters, the story just wasn't feeling it for me, but uh you know, there's a black mask book for everybody, apparently. Yes, yeah, things like Forkins Walking to a Bank and We Could Never Go Home. Yeah, those are great. But not collects it. <laughs> no. <laughs> or, or young terrorists. Yeah. Well, unless you have time. Yeah. On your, on your hands. So let's move on to the next one. So uh, Isola, which is out of Image, is that right? Image Comics. Yes. 
by Brendan Fletcher and Carl Kirchy, which I, I got this because the early buzz was good. And uh, this book involves it, – it, it had a less dirty saga feel to me mm-hmm. where it's very fanciful and we're learning slowly that the main character is somehow uh, charged with guarding the life of somebody who was royalty who's trapped in the body of a tiger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's apparently magic is involved and, and everything else. Um, what did you think of this one? So I – I definitely so I wanted to pick this up because of the hype and two because Fletcher and Kershaw are are the two that created Gotham Academy, which I was a fan right. of out of DC. Yes, the mm-hmm. book looks very much like that one did, obviously with the same artist, same creative team. Um, so I think it's it's very well put together. I love the coloring on it. Um, I felt the story. I don't know that I'm fully. I don't know that I'm fully in on it. Um, like I was like some other fantasy world building one, like saga number one, obviously, but I felt like it went too fast. Did you get that sense? Like there's a lot of pages where there's only one thought bubble or, you know, there's only, there's only so many words. I mean, you get to see beautiful art, but the story itself, there was a lot left to be desired in terms of building some backstory and some world building and actually diving into some characters for a first issue. I thought you were going to like that, to be honest with you. But I, I I liked it. I really did. And I regret to inform you that not only did I buy it in print, but those fuckers were signing on Thursday, and I just couldn't bring myself to oh, do it. Oh, my God. I just I even got off on the subway stop where they were doing it. I'm like, I just don't want to do this. It's a whole production, man. you got to go and get a ticket and oh, wait in the alley. Look. I'm sorry. I'm being honest with you, but that I just didn't. That I could have, and and, right. and, and and the disappointment. I don't appreciate. Okay, that's fine. It hurts my it hurts my feelings, but um, I liked it. I really did. I have nothing bad to say about the book. Um, I didn't mind that it went quickly that way. The art was fantastic. Yeah, it's great. It, it looks great. It looked, it looked almost like a video game in a good way. Yeah. Um, I would definitely read issue two to see where they're going with this. I think it was it was a little bit trippy. Um, I want to say it must be all ages. I I want to say because it, it was not overly violent or sexual. Yeah, things. that's far. But I thought it was great. I liked it, and this is rocking with an eight point seven critic rating, but only seven point four user. So figure that out. That's weird. I would rate this one above, um, obviously above uh, Breathless. It's very well put together. I, I love these two creative teams working together. I don't know that I would subscribe yet, but I, I too would be interested in a second one to see if they dive a little more into the story. Of, uh, of what else we're going to get. Because what, what makes something like Saga so great are those secondary characters yeah. as well that you fall in love with. So I'd be interested to see if they are able to pull off that, that same sort of feel. I'm going to give it, for me personally, an 8.25. I think it's very respectable. I could have around that same spot. Okay. Well, there you go. So uh, we would throw our change behind Isola, but not so much Breathless. Okay. There you go. Next week, we are going to check out Domino Number 1. This is out of Marvel Comics. This is writer Gail Simone, penciler David Baldion, cover artist Greg Land. Impossible curves, impossible shots, impossible targets. Marvel's number one soldier of fortune is back in an explosive new ongoing series. The product of a failed super soldier program, Nina Thurman always made her own luck as the sharpshooting mercenary known as Domino. But what happens when her own powers betray her? The hunter becomes the hunted as every mercenary in the game smells blood in the water. Plus, a pair of beloved Marvel characters return. So I have to tell you something. Okay. Uh, Gail Simone is signing this on Thursday. I got to go. All right. I got to go for We're that. We're back in. Gail Simone, I mean, come on, dude. I'm sorry you're not here for this. That's <sighs> big. That's all right. Well, I wish you all the best. 
I'm going to do it, and I don't need your <laughs> your your judgment here. Let her know we're going to be re- be uh, reading and reviewing the book for the show. Okay, I will. I'll tell everyone that needs to know. <laughs> Just slip her a too many comics.com card or something. Get those well, made first, up and hand it yeah, to yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First things first. Get them designed and made. <laughs> then we'll take care of it. So, all right. So, what else you get to this week? I got to uh, let's see, quite a bit. So we got Saga Fifty. It says the aforementioned book that outsold everything else. Um, still, you know, on board here. I mean, I don't know what what else there is to say about this book. If you get another graphic entrance on the splash page, first page, uh, which is sort of becoming a customary thing. Uh, but at least we weren't looking at uh, some male privates. Um, <laughs> but the book is still still fantastic. Uh, I still, every time I read it, am wondering how long it's going to go. I mean, we're 50 issues now, and it's obviously still feel. I feel like there's no end in sight, but also that like he could wrap it up in like six issues if he really wanted to. It's like a weird feeling of you never know where he's where he's going to pull the rug out from something. Like, um, I feel like something devastating could happen at any moment. I guess, and which is a a good thing to have. I agree. Keep showing your toes. Keep showing those toes. <laughs> I also got uh, to. You got something else about Saga? Uh, I, mean, I would just say that again. Uh, I think book fifty. I mean, wowzers, dude! Where have we have come from issue one? But still, great, great book. Got all fifty first editions. Way to go, buddy! I had to. <laughs> I had to stop a long time ago. My apartments are getting smaller and smaller up here. Sorry. Oh my lord! Um, so I also got Teen Titans eighteen. Uh, this was the second part of the Beast Boy sort of two-issue series thing. So, you know, just whatever. If you've been liking this book, you probably like it. It had less Damien, so I'm not fully on board. But here I am still buying it, as I've said many a times. Uh, Jessica Jones, number 18. This is the, the finale of Brian Michael Bendis um, having the reins of this. Another good send-off, uh, just like his, his Defenders was. Um, you get her chasing chasing a lead on a, what was the guy's name? Armadillo. Um, she has some fun doing that. So she goes to meet some other superheroes around town, uh, a fun little send off for, for Brian Michael Bendis. And, uh, you know, I'll be interested to see where this title goes with, with him, not at the helm. It's going to keep going. I, I feel like it's supposed to return. Yeah. I, th- I thought we'd mentioned on the show at some point. I don't, I don't agree with that. Wrap it up. Okay. Um, sorry. And just being honest. Runaways number eight. I said last time that this was becoming my favorite book that that's going right now that I very much look forward to, to reading that as soon as it comes out and number eight did not disappoint. We've got just as, as the team family is, is sort of settling into being back together. We get our first appearance of, of trouble. Uh, so Dr. Doom comes through looking for the head of Victor. They try to fight him off and he is, you know, eventually captured, uh, we don't know what the plans are, what's happening, but you know, it didn't, we, we got to set up each individual story of the characters coming back. We got maybe one and a half issues of them sort of settling in together and, and bam, we get, you know, our, our first appearance of, of something going on. So I'm, I'm very interested to see this line of storytelling, um, as they have to actually fight someone and rescue someone and figure something out. So, uh, fully on board. I like it too. I certainly do. I certainly do. I just it, it is a very well made book, and it's and again it, it's got we said this many times. It, it has flavors of the old book, but it's done a very nice job of 
pacing towards you know where we are now. It's done it's so well. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And we mentioned also uh, either on this show or to each other or both that CLs seem to be holding. Is it the number one seller? No. But is it you know not slipping every week? No. So I think that's great. Perfect. I'm a big fan. Okay. I got myself caught up on Mech Cadet U, which was number seven and eight. Um, still a fan of this book. Um, it's a fun. This is always a fun, a fun read. Uh, I was worried about where it was going to go after it was, you know, announced it was going to be ongoing instead of just a, a tight little story. Uh, I think they've still been handling handling it pretty well thus far. Um, so happy to see that. Happy to be purchasing it and happy to be caught up. I'm happy to be happy for you. Are you still reading? Yeah, of course I am. I'm current, man. And, you know, I told you a couple of shows ago that the book had made it, had turned a corner where we're starting to see a little more behind the scenes stuff about what's really happening in the book. Uh, by now, you must know, like how they're how Earth is attempting to get ahead of the alien race coming for them. And that is to do some pretty sick shit. That makes me sad. Yeah, but I like but the book is still great. So I like that. Um, what did I get to, or do you have more? Do you have, you have more? Um, last, uh, quickly, I'll just say I did image plus volume two, issue eight the previews in this one were the magic order, Shanghai red blood strike, the last siege, stellar, the red hook and the weatherman. Um, so, you know, potentially look forward to any of those maybe being a debut review, uh, in the future. And then lastly, wicked divine number 35, which I enjoyed, got some, progression of the story um i mean nothing else to say here i, I still love this book uh, me too very much waiting for it to end just because i want to know how it ends already and now that i know that it's in sight but it's it's great still one of the most well put together books that that i've i've read all the way through so happy that it was uh automatically downloaded to my device well and when you get to the end uh there are the letters from um the creators who said that you know, they recreated a scene from book one, and we got to see really what happened behind the scenes there. And they had said how long they'd been waiting to have this part happen, where they kind of you saw it was the first scene of book one, and you got to see really what was happening, book thirty-five. So I thought that was kind of cool. That's great, love it. So, um, what else did I get to that you have not discussed? Uh, Redneck Eleven by Donny Cates. Um, I still enjoy this book very much. It's sort of a vampire book set in the bayou. <laughs> And this is why <laughs> this is one where you got to get a little more background on one particular character. And I do think that you would enjoy this if you picked up and read it linearly. Just and I like making words into adverbs. Okay. Straightforward. Um, where a character that we've known from the beginning that's been somewhat innocent and a little bit curious, like what is this character? Uh, their past is revealed, and it takes the whole book on its ear. So that was interesting. Old Man Logan 37. Um by Ed Brisson. This is a book that's involving the Kingpin, and there is something on a drive, hard, a hard drive, that he's trying to get his hands on, that he's killed a lot of people to get to. And the woman that was centrally uh, a character in his solo book has come out of obscurity. She's back in the book. I, I'm enjoying it very much. Where's this going to go? We don't know. So I'm going to have to keep reading. Uh, Old Man Hawkeye number three. You did not read this. You didn't read this? I did not. No, I'm not cut up yet. Um, still enjoying this book very much as well. Uh, it's just very well done. This is a 12-book run, uh, and this predates the Old Man Logan book that Mark Miller put out 10 years ago, 
but I still enjoy it very much. And then because you know like a challenge, uh, the Thanos book, I don't know if you've been seeing this, it's been flying off the shelves, and at Midtown Comics, you're allowed to buy one book only. So because of that, I bought it, even though I haven't read 1 through 16. But <laughs> um, but it, this involved Silver Surfer going up against Thanos, and Thanos is like alternate future self for some battle royale. It, given I don't have any context, I thought it was great. So I think that's about it, uh, minus a few things that I read through Comixology Unlimited, including The Champions, which I think you might have read, and I enjoyed. Nice. That's so a there. solid two weeks by us. Well, who needs a life and you got comic books? <laughs> so in, in news this week, I got a couple of things in here. A uh, friend of the show, Donnie Cates, is apparently being pegged to kill off Marvel's Inhumans in July. I think that's great. And I think that that is fan service because you probably have – well, you felt this and you've read this that people were like, stop ramming these fuckers down my throat with the Inhumans. Leave me alone. And it, it just seems like Marvel being like, you know what? Let's just kill him. No, we tried. So here, here's your it, X-Men and your Fantastic Four that you needed. If it's an event that we would like to see written by someone that we enjoy, will we read this? Sure. <laughs> A pause. Let's, 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 let's see how they do it. Interesting. All right. Fine. And then you uh, sort of teased it in your talk there, but... The big, the biggest news a couple of weeks ago was Marvel teaming up with the New York Times of all people to put out a news release that uh, the Fantastic Four will be returning, written by Dan Slott and drawn by Sarah Pacelli. I mean, look, I never read Fantastic Four in my entire, I almost said career, in my entire, <laughs> in my whole career, I never read them. Uh, but you got to, even you, you have to admit they're one of the first families of comics. So let's just, I'm sorry about the movie. The movies, they all did suck. But put them back in comics already. All right, well, you're getting your wish. It's not even my wish. I'm just... <laughs> for all of us. For all and, all and sundry. Either way, it, it looks like we'll have a new, another Marvel number one to read. Well, there you go. Perfect. Well, we've got a, a big week coming up in a couple weeks as we inch closer to Infinity War coming out. Can't wait. And, buddy, we're going to have so much fun. So, so much fun. Get those tickets. Maybe you already do. All right. And maybe you already do. Maybe we'll record a live show in New York City. Oh, we got to do that. Yeah, for sure. I even have two mics. Oh, this is perfect. And two computers. <laughs> even better. <laughs> so we, we we can even do it how we do it here, just go in different rooms. Yeah, perfect. Just like we've done before. And we'll do again. <laughs> Until next time, TimoneyComics.com, hit us up. <laughs>